Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. In the next few minutes, let's take time to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. We hope this message will lead you to know Him better and help you develop a love for His Word. Lord, we are again grateful for being reminded about Your love, that the God who is high above, who is transcendent, is also the God who is near us. And so we worship you again. We are, we are a people who just want to say, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. A pleasant day to everyone. We are again going through the Psalms, and I hope that this book of prayer has been something that has helped you through, not just in our hard times, but I think prayer is equally important even in our times of success so that we are not intoxicated by, by success or by triumph, but we are always looking to God in, our, in the ups and downs of our lives. Now today we will go through Psalms chapter 60 and I would just like to read it first and then we will go through it. In Psalms 60 it says, O God, you have rejected us broken our defenses you have been angry oh restore us you have made the land to quake and you have torn it open repair its breaches for it totters you have made your people see hard things you have given us wine to drink that made us stagger you have set up a banner for those who fear you that they may flee to it from the bow that your beloved ones may be delivered, give salvation by your right hand and answer us. God has spoken in his holiness. With exaltation, I will divide up Shechem and portion out the vale, the vale of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my scepter. Moab is my wash basin. Upon Edom, I cast my shoe over uh, Felicia, I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go forth, O God, with our armies. O grant us help against the foe, for vain is the salvation of man. With God, we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. Now, Psalm 60, as you look at it, at first glance, even for me, I was saying, um, in as much as it seems at the end there's triumph, it's so hard to relate to it unless you know the situation wherein this prayer was uttered. And even for me, I was... Um, taking time to understand it. I don't know about you, there are some of the psalm that when you read it um, at face value, you just, you just know, know what it's about. But this is one of those psalms that it's good to know uh, what its context is. And so Psalm 60 is known as a national lament. Um, it is a time wherein the whole nation um, particularly King David, was in lament because of a devastating defeat. And um, I think it's good for us to understand uh, national lament for even us in our situation today. We have 
personal problems, but I believe we, also, we do have national issues as well. And so what do we do in times like this? Uh, how did David go to God with issues when it comes to the, the nation? Now, I, I, when you look at this uh, psalm, it, it really came from a place of defeat. Although if you look at the, the scripture where it comes from in 2 Samuel and Chronicles, you'll see that eventually they had the victory. And that's why the end of this psalm speaks of a victory. But it seems like, although it's not recorded, there was a devastating loss that preceded that victory. And so David, along with the nation, laments. And for all of us, uh, I think many of us know we've been talking about Psalm and we've been talking about what a lament is. Lament is simply a cry of anguish and petition especially when uh, we feel that we are uh, abandoned. And certainly in this psalm, uh, there was a feeling of being abandoned, particularly at the beginning of the psalm. Now, this psalm goes this way. It starts with despair and hopelessness. And then it moves to petition, and then it ends with confidence in God. And so I think we can learn something from that as we look into it more. And so... In the, uh, as we begin the psalm, it says, verses 1 to 4, it talks about how God has rejected them, has broken down their defenses, angry. It seems like there's judgment. There was, um, seemingly God is not with them. And, and they have suffered this devastating loss, and that's why it says they're defenses are broken down and even in verse 3 when it talks about you made your people see hard times and you uh, given us wine to drink and that so that we stagger those phrases are um, attached to or uh, or related to when you look at the whole uh, Old Testament scripture when it talks about uh, hardship here seeing hard times it was reminiscent of their time in Egypt where they were enslaved. So this was not just a defeat. This was a t time of some of the people being captured, being enslaved. And when you talk about giving us wine to drink that, so that they would stagger, this is always associated that when people are captured and somehow uh, led into captivity or in prison. And even uh, later on in the Old Testament, you will see that this very phrase is used to describe when, when they were exiled. See, pag, pagka natatalo ka, some of the people are captured and led into the enemy's camp. And that's exactly what was happening. This was not just a devastating defeat. This was capture, and not just capture, but enslavement. And so, David saw a part of, in his reign, there was a part of his reign wherein some of the people were captured, some, of, some area was uh, defeated. Although, again, we'll see him win again in the end. But that produced so much despair in him. It seems like, God, I thought this was, your this is, we are your people. How come we feel abandoned? And in many ways, even today, with what's happening around us, whether within the country or whether it's forces outside of the country. There are times when we look at the news, it seems bleak for us. It seems 
uh, like, God, are you still there? Is, still, is, this, is, Phil, is the Philippines, do we still have favor before you? And sometimes we would have those thoughts in, my, in our minds. And in fact, even for me personally, when I look at the news, when I look at uh, this, uh, what's happening even within our nation. But the good thing about David is he did not stay that way. As he ends the first section in verse 4, he said this, You have set up a banner for those who fear you. That for the people who fears the Lord, for us who are called by his name, it says here, you have set up a banner. Now, in those days when a banner is, is set up, it is a place where people regroup, especially in a time of battle where the, the armies get scattered everywhere, there's chaos. A banner is lifted up so that the people could go and see where they need to go back and regroup and be led again. And so here God is somehow the, uh, even the psalmist, David, is saying, Hey, God, but you have a banner for those who fear you. That even though there seems to be a scattering and abandonment and even capture, even when things are not going well, even for the nation, your nation, this nation that you have given us, there is a banner for those who fear you. And for those of us who fear the Lord, who are called by His name, we could always look and see that there is a banner that God sets up. Now, of course, the next question is, what is this banner? When, when, when the Word of God talks about the banner, what does He mean? Now, it's good that here it says, after verse 4, it says, Selah means to pause. But after that pause, in verse 5 to verse 8, you see now God giving an answer as the psalmist or even David was petitioning on behalf of the nation. He says, that your beloved ones may be delivered, give salvation by your right hand, and answer us. Now here you will see that the psalmist, after talking about this hope of a banner that is for those who fear the Lord, there is, it says, and then he, and he starts to petition, he says, answer us, Lord. And many, uh, many would say that as you connect this too, in the next breath, the psalmist talks about God answering them, God being heard. Talks about they, he is longing for a word from God. See, it seems like when the psalmist was talking about the banner of the Lord, he was talking about, Lord, we want to hear from you. That the banner of the Lord is his word. And that's why the, in, on the next breath, the psalmist is saying, answer us. And for us, indeed, the banner of the Lord in a time of chaos, even not just for our personal life, but even in, for our nation, is the word of the Lord. In fact, in verse 6, this is further confirmed. It says, God has spoken in His holiness. This is amazing because in a time of petition and prayer, most of the time we, we think about petition and prayer as us speaking to God. But here, in this section of petition, you will see that it is God who speaks. That much of prayer is not us talking to God and just shouting to God and, and pouring out our anguish before the Lord. That much of prayer is us listening to God. 
So what do I mean when I say listening to God? It's clearly seen here in verse 6, God has spoken. It's in past tense, meaning everything that God will speak here, He has already spoken through His Word. And that's why when we pray to God, when we uh, shout out our petitions to Him, when we lay out our petitions to Him, one thing that must be done by us is not just to speak our words, but to go back to His Word because He has already spoken to us. That is what it means. God has spoken in His holiness, meaning our source, our banner, our source of comfort, uh, the way we could be regrouped and be led again by God is to go back to His spoken Word, to go back to His written Word. And it's a good thing that all of us have that, that in the midst of our prayers, it is not just about out us talking to God, but it is God speaking to us with the words he has already spoken. And then he continues on with this, with exaltation, I will divide up Shechem. And then he talks about these places. Now, if you look at verses 6 to 8, everything written there has been spoken of by God through the prophets. First of all, from verse 6 to 7, these are places within Israel. And what God is saying in His holiness is this, I am in control and I am sovereign no matter what the trouble is within the nation. Because first He spoke about dividing up Shechem, Sukkoth, all of those places are within Israel. And He's saying no matter what the inner turmoil in a nation nation are, no matter what the turmoils are, no matter what the troubles are, He is in control. And then he goes to verse 8, Moab is my, my wash basin, Edom and Felicia. Now he talks about nations surrounding, nations outside of Israel. And you know what God is saying? Although you think I have abandoned you, go back to my word. Remember this, I am sovereign in the affairs within this nation, and I am sovereign with affairs outside of this nation. I am sovereign all over. Nothing can thwart my plans for you as my people. And I was, as I was reading this, it gave me hope that no matter what I see with my eyes, with my own eyes regarding our inner issues, our inner troubles within our nation, and no matter the troubles we have outside, I'm sure, without me being specific, you know the troubles we have with our neighboring nations. It says it will never thwart the plan of God, that God is sovereign within the nation and even without it. The nations without. Wow, such an assurance that when we look back to the Word of God, He gives us this assurance. And so, as the psalmist prayed and brought, uh, spoke his petition, we see here that he looks back to the word that has been spoken by God in his holiness. And he concludes with verses 9 to 12 in confidence. He starts off by asking rhetorical question. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? All of these questions, the obvious answer is there's no one else who could lead them except God. And then even verse 10, it says, Have you not rejected us, O God? And I like, if, if you look at it, you feel like 
you know, he's discouraged. So, God, have you rejected us? Have you left? You do not go forth, O God, with our armies. Now, I like how the um, Message Bible uh, rendered this. It said, it, it's, it's rendered like this. You aren't giving up on us, are you, God? Refusing to go with our troops. It's like a question that really, it's meant to say, it's meant to be answered by saying, no, God has not really left us that he will still go out with, with us and, and be with us. And so here, it seems like with this rhetorical, series of rhetorical question, confidence is being gained after being what? Exposed to the word of God, the words that God has spoken in his holiness. And then he ends with verse 11 and 12, it says, O oh, grant us help against the foe, for vain is the salvation of man. This prayer, I mean, when I was looking at it, I was taken aback because the psalmist was praying a prayer wherein he's saying, he's appealing to God, a God who seemed to have abandoned them, but he would rather appeal to God than what? To be with alliance, in an alliance with man. I mean, even though God seemed to have abandoned him, he's saying, God, your help is still better than the salvation of man. I would rather appeal to you than have an alliance with man. Because he's saying, I'll trust in your word and who you are. Because God indeed is the banner. He is whom we go back to, regroup, so that we can move forward as a nation. And then he adds, and he ends with this, with God, we shall do valiantly. In some translation, it says, through God. And the, the difference between with and through is this. With meaning God, his presence being with us. And that's good, that God's presence is with us through our battle. But when it says through God, it means God is the means. He's not just with us, but he is the means by which we have the victory. And that's why I like the version which says, through God, we shall do what? Valiantly. And the word, word valiant in its original language means we will be well resourced. We will have all that we need so that we will have the victory in the end. And that was the confession of David that in the, at the end of it all, he placed his confidence in God who is sovereign over all regardless of what he's seeing around him, within his nation, outside of his nation, even when we, he began with despair because of the seeming abandonment. In the end, he continued to appeal to God rather than ally himself with man. And I believe this prayer is a prayer that we should be praying for our nation as well. Regardless of what we're seeing around us, we look to God. We go back to him as our banner. Let us pray. Father, we are again grateful for your word. Even in this short prayer, such an encouragement to us so that we are to put our confidence in you regardless of what our eyes is seeing around us. Uh, and sometimes when we feel uh, that we're... There's just so much trouble. And God, even though in your inscrutable wisdom, you allow it, 
Lord, we continue to look to you. We continue to uh, go back to you and gather around you as our banner. For only through you could we really have lasting victory. And so God, again, just like the psalmist, we cry out to you, we pray to you, we go back to your spoken word, and we put our trust and confidence in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Washed by your blood, covered by your grace, invade every heart, wrap us in your embrace. Washed by your blood, covered by your grace. Invade every heart, wrap us in your embrace. Nothing can separate me from your love, from your love. No mountain high, no valley deep, by your love, by your separate me from your love from your love no mountain high no valley deep from your love from your love as we end let me speak this blessing to you found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. God bless all of you. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.